LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Peter Blanch and welcome to The One Thing. It's a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry each and every single week. And The One Thing, is it's brought to you by, thanks to Reach Australia. At Reach Australia, we just love to see, love to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches across our nation. Uh, today's episode, we have a special guest, Russ Matthews from Third Space Ministries, a team of the City Bible Forum. Uh, Russ does a lot of ministry with movies and film. Uh, one of the things is real dialogue. That's R-E-E-L. That's right. Clarify, double E-L. Yeah. Real dialogue. He's a regular guest on Christian radio around the country. He's written a book. And though the accent might not give it away, he is as Aussie as as we have. <laughs> I, I love to think that. I, I, it's one of those definitely because uh, we paid the money. We took the exam to actually become citizens. But I guess I didn't pay enough money to get the accent. So I just didn't get the accent. So I just got to cop it that I still sound very American, even though uh, we definitely feel very Aussie and we love this country. Well, it's great to have you, Russ. For now, if you're listening, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, Russ Matthews and real dialogue. Today's podcast is brought to you by Openbox Technology. Openbox Technology aims to help churches improve their ministry by using technology well. Talk to the friendly team if you need help thinking about your audiovisual or IT needs. Openboxtechnology.com. And now back to the podcast. Uh, Russ, why, why movies? Why are you so interested in movies? Oh, you know what? Because I think that there's there's two components. One story just really grabs people's attention. All you have to do is say once upon a time and everybody's ears go forward regardless how old they are. But then if you say in a galaxy far, far away, all of a sudden, ooh, you know, because it, it's, it's, we get drawn into story. We love story. We are storytellers. Um, and also I feel that, you know, God looking at the kind of the meta narrative that we can kind of point back to, all stories kind of come from God. So it kind of gives us a natural progression to be able to kind of talk about it. But then on top of it with films, I find that, you know, sport topics, work, uh, even family sometimes can put up barriers for people mm -hmm. as far as having conversations. But I've, I've found without fail, the majority of people, if I ask them, hey, can you tell me your favorite movie? People like, have no problem starting a conversation. Like they've got one. Have you, have you got one? Have you got a favorite movie? You're happy to share with You us? know what? I, I don't really have it. It's hard for me to do the whole favorite movie thing, just mainly because I've seen so many. I mean, yeah. this isn't me bragging. It's just kind of a job hazard more yeah. than anything. But I do have what I call comfort films. So those films that, you know, you just kind of throw in when you just need a laugh or you need a, t a cry or whatever it is you do. I, yes, I'm a man, but I do cry every once in a while. And so, so yeah, so uh, for humor, I absolutely love Ocean's Eleven. It's probably one of my yeah. go-tos. As far as family, and really kind of grabbing your heart, a um, field of dreams. But if I want to look at great writing, I go to Aaron Sorkin, so like in uh, so Moneyball or uh, something along those lines mm -hmm. that just kind of make me appreciate this industry, especially, you know, after you see so many films, um, about one out, out of every 10 is great, uh, you know, and so it's sometimes you have to go back to some of the great ones to really appreciate them again. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, everyone does watch films, right? That, that's so ubiquitous. It's just everywhere. 
which actually does provide an opportunity for great conversations to happen. But yes. not just conversations about movies, but pushing beyond that to, oh, totally. to evangelism. Why, why do you actually think movies and conversations about movies are such a good place for evangelism? Oh, because what's great about stories is almost every single story. I did this the other day on the radio. One of the guys was going, hey, we're going to talk about your book. I said, but we can't talk for an hour about your book. And I said, I could. And he said, yeah, but we don't want to. <laughs> and so I said, no, fair enough. He said, so what can we do? And I said, hey, have people call and tell me their favorite movie, and then I can tell them how you get to God from that film. And he said, oh, really? And I'm like, no, 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 just try it for 15 minutes. If it works, if not, we'll go on to something else. Yeah. So he did. An hour later, we didn't really talk too much about the book because people were just calling in because everybody wanted to kind of see how you do it. Yeah. But then on top of it, it's not too hard to do. As far as the jump to, it doesn't have to necessarily be a jump to Jesus right away, but we actually can jump to a biblical theme, idea, concept from almost any storyline. You know, you can go to love, you can go to redemption, you can go all these different things. So, because the next question after your favorite movie is, why do you like that movie? Mm. And then you're all of a sudden you're in, they're a part of the story, the story's a part of them. Why? And then, Obviously, then you can kind of jump off of that subject matter right into kind of ideas and concepts of as far as what what is the Bible has to say about those things. And it's not doesn't seem like those weird gear crunch moments. You know, what I mean, you know, when you're driving and you have the gear yeah. crunch moment when you're shifting. I would imagine even if people don't love the movie and they they're expressing why they really don't like it, there are still opportunities there, right? Oh, that's well. Actually, I even enjoy that more. I had a film I just reviewed, and it just I panned it. But a lot of people loved it, yeah. and so people just came after me hard about it. But the thing I loved about it, that my editor was like going, oh, are you okay with this? And I said, I love it, because what is this doing? People are talking about film, but then also they're talking about how it points to God and if they're comfortable with that or not. And so, yeah, it's, a, it's really a natural thing, I think, for people to be able to do, and I enjoy it. Do you see it bearing much fruit, though? That One of the questions I've got for you is talking about film, People and people and bringing that to how does the Kendall gospel and, and God's news for the world bear on that? There's great opportunities there. Does it actually bear fruit for evangelism? Yeah. Well, I think that that's a great question. And one of the things, too, we do at Third Space is we kind of label this as a top of the funnel, kind of the beginning yeah. of the conversation. And so you're just kind of getting people started on the considerations of the Bible, you know, kind of talking about that. Yeah. And so then the fruit, I would say, is then getting them to the next step. And so looking at how we could consider maybe would you want to maybe discuss Christianity more or maybe we want to do this course or maybe even look at the Bible more. Um, it kind of is just kind of a natural progression for us to do that. And so with most events that we do, we do find that there is quite a bit of fruit and people interested in it because often they're going, yeah, you know what? Actually, I would really like to hear more about this that we're talking about. Of course, you'd love someone to go, that conversation is completely convinced about Jesus. I'm hopping in straight away. <laughs> That's but right. I can see, but there's much fruit to be made in bringing people to the next step towards Jesus after a serious conversation about a movie that hope that they've, that they've loved. Exactly. Well, because the thing is, I would never say that we're going to – we have had events where people do come to Christ – at, you know, after or during the event, which is it was great. But the majority of the time, I would say the fruit is getting them to the next step, which would hopefully get us closer to having a conversation or getting them to reading um, the Bible themselves. Yeah, I reckon we'll come back to just what those next steps are, sure, and how you can run one of the, how you can talk with movies and talk about movies and run events about movies in order to make sure that next step happens. Love it. Right, so I'm also interested just in how your thoughts on how COVID has changed the way people have watched movies, yeah. potentially just how much movies they're watching as well. 
and how that COVID has affected the ministry you've got in using movies to reach people. Yeah. Well, it, 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 at first we thought it was just going to crush this mm. ministry and completely shut it down, but actually it helped it to grow. And it, here I'll explain real quick how, is that there was actually more content coming out because the streaming services needed to kind of fill that gap because everybody was watching films at home at that time. So there weren't as many people going to the cinemas, but there were people staying at home and then also people engaging with our content online. So reading our reviews, Mm -hmm. considering how you're able to do that, and also even looking at some of our discussion guides, which we can talk about later. I reckon they were probably going, I've got so much time to watch so much more things. I just need some some pointers about what I, what I want to watch. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we had to bring on more writers just to kind of keep up with all of their reviews and the way they were. But interestingly enough, as you would expect over the last few, pretty much the last year, cinemas have come back to life. I mean, people want to get back out. Now, people are a little bit more selective. I don't think that we go to go see as many films as we did. And also many, many people are used to the fact that, well, the movie didn't do that great in cinemas. It's going to be on streaming probably in the next few weeks. And so sometimes people are hesitant to maybe going out seeing some of the smaller films. But a lot of the bigger films, people still get along to see. And so we do find that people do enjoy going back to the cinemas. But I find that they might be just a little bit more hesitant, not necessarily because of the fear of COVID as much as going, well, do I have to pay that much money to go see it when I could probably see it on Netflix in a few weeks? So COVID actually has seen people probably watch more. Therefore, there's more opportunities uh, one of the things you've been doing to take make the most of those opportunities is is actually do these reviews right. and discussion. What's different between, say, a, a review that Real Dialogue does as opposed to just other movie reviews that, that are out there? Sure. Well, one, uh, there are two key things. One would be the audience, but also two is the method. So the first, the audience would be that similar to the City Bible Forum and Third Space audience, we write to both the Christian and the Inquirer, as we would call them, yeah, somebody yeah. who's not necessarily Christian yet. Always and got those two audiences in mind. Okay. Keeping yeah, them in yeah, mind. Excellent. And so if you read our reviews, you'll notice that we don't talk much about the Bible and God and all that in the first part. We really evaluate the quality of the film. Mm-hmm. And so we want to engage those who are really interested in considering more about film first. And then, but then... The methodology that's slightly different is then we also add in a discussion point at the end called the real dialogue, where we look at what is an, one idea, one concept that could actually come from this film. And it, there's multiple points, but we'll just go after one. And what it's supposed to do is, one, for the Christian, give them some a tool, a resource to be able to maybe have a conversation over the water cooler if they still do that around the water cooler or at work. Um, or in at their home even, to be able to talk about how you'd be able to talk about the Bible from this movie. But if there's somebody who's an inquirer or somebody who's not a Christian yet, that they would be able to look at it and maybe that might be the first time they've really been able to engage with, oh, the Bible actually can speak into that topic mm. and, and or even from that film. And so that's, that's what we'll probably say differentiates us from maybe some of the other film reviews you'd read. Yeah, yeah, and a critical difference and so helpful to keep pushing the forward the conversation towards Jesus. Yeah. Um, which it just makes me also want to ask, that's the kind of people who are reading the reviews and that's been quite helpful for those who are wanting to talk to their friends about this movie and how to direct that conversation towards Jesus. Sure. But the, you also then, there's one thing is the reviews, but you also run some what we'd call real dialogue events. That's right. Give me a feel for what what, what is a real dialogue event 
How does it function? How does it work? What, what's going on? If I was got to go to one, what would it look like? Sure. Well, see, what, what's great about a real dialogue event, we usually do them in cinemas, and we encourage, if it's a church or an organization that's really trying to organize it, so we encourage them to do it in the cinema because it's pretty easy to be able to invite somebody to come along to the film because if it's in the cinemas. But you, people could think, oh, I could run that in a church building and get definitely. people to come to church. What would your recommendations be there? Sure. And you definitely can. And we have done events in churches, which isn't a problem. The only challenge is that the church, for those, if you really wanted to have a, a, an evangelistic event, a lot of people, the barrier even to the church building can really stop them from considering going into yeah. an event. And so the cinemas, it's on, you're on their turf. You're on, everybody's comfortable going into a movie theater. Mm. And so to be able to easily invite them to kind of come along on top of it, this is just a little sidebar, but the cinemas love us because we usually do them on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. We'll fill a cinema on any given night. We'll probably have more people in that cinema than you will in all of the other cinemas combined just yeah. because we're just kind of doing it. We're bringing people along and then on top of it, we get to talk to the staff about what we're doing. But then with the event, how it's different, we'll we'll introduce it to the crowd. We'll talk, we'll have, a, it's a usually a mainstream film. But then we usually have a panel discussion that will be able to specifically speak into the topics from that film with the goal of those topics to lead to biblical um, frameworks, gospel conversations, depending on how natural it flows. We do allow the audience to be able to ask questions of our expert panel. And so you can't always control where the conversation is going to go. But I, with most of our panelists, many of them have been on the panel in the past. Um, they do a brilliant job of really being able to kind of express it and answering the questions, but then also kind of lead towards a biblical framework. I can imagine myself, I'm sitting here imagining myself in, in the theater, watching the movie, getting to the end and hearing some knowledgeable expert people interact with not just the beauty and the quality of the movie but also the content in particular and just being I could imagine myself really enjoying that moment but if I'm sitting there and I'm imagining myself in that moment one of the key questions I would have is going oh what's my next step oh yeah that's great. once the event happens once the interaction happens once there's some great gospel import and great towards the scriptures how do I move how would say a friend of mine move from that theater into investigating Jesus more deeply. Yeah, that's right. Well, and that's fortunately what we really try to do at Third Space. We, with any event, we always try to have a purpose or the next step. And so what is it that we're going to do next? And so then when we're working in partnership with churches or organizations with doing those varied, various events, we always say, what is that going to be the next step? And something that's natural, sometimes just going straight into a Bible study might be a little challenging. While you could do something like a life course or something along those lines, but we also provide discussion guides, um, real dialogue discussion guides that are pretty much simple questions for people to kind of walk through, but then introduce biblical ideas and concepts that they could use also. And so there's multiple ways for us to be able to do it, but our goal is to always move people closer to a biblical concept. It's got to be like that, doesn't it? Because you're loving people here, right? You're in to have them just come and interact, but then not be able to move them forward again. That's right. You, you actually got to love people there, which drives me to that next question is how how successful has it been? It's one thing to run the event with those goals in mind. I'm interested in going, well, how many people who come to these events are then taking the next step? Right. And it, and it, it varies. You know, I mean, we'll have like some events, we'll have one or two people while others you'll have 10 or 15. It, the other aspect is too, is that the evangelism, the, the panel 
are, you know, do their best to kind of help with the evangelistic process, but really the evangelists are sitting in the seats next to their friends. And so it also kind of comes down to, we do training prior to the event with the churches or organizations to be able to show them what they're doing. We're not just going to go watch a movie. There's a purpose to why you're doing this. And Mm. so then their friends, then it's not up to the panel necessarily of inviting people to come along, but it's actually the person who's sitting there next to him going, Hey, you know what? I'll even go to that event with you. I'll go to this life course or I'll go to this discussion group with you. And we found that when people are really bought into the process that we have more people attending the various events afterwards. So it it definitely varies and everybody kind of has a different degree of kind of interest as where it goes. But I find that um, those that the, those individuals that bring people along, and invite people and then really engaged with it, um, it actually becomes a very natural process for them to invite. And one of the things I'm hearing there also is do you, that you're always running the real events through a church or through a ministry that's happening. They're not just standalone events that you're running where you don't know, well, the next steps aren't clear, which church do I go to or which... It's right. always with a church or with with a with a ministry. Oh well, now I mean I'm not going to say it's always because we do a lot of real dialogue events ourselves too. But as an organization, our purpose is to always have the next step ready in the ready in the wings with the intent of getting people closer to considering not only the Bible and a relationship with Jesus, but also where they can attend church down yeah, the path. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Ross, this has been excellent. What's well, what's the one thing? What's the one thing you'd want to say about using movies for evangelism? I find that the one thing would be that you can pretty much use movies in almost any context and with most people to be able to move them closer to the gospel. I think it's a matter of kind of putting it through that biblical lens, but then allowing for the conversation to naturally flow towards the Bible. And I, I think the, I think you can really do that almost with any film and, and with most people that you talk to. Yeah, that's excellent. Now, one of the things we've got is the toolbox. Each and every week we want to have a toolbox to help you well, move your own discussions forward and your own ministries forward. Today in the toolbox, we've got a number of things. Uh, of course, there's the Real Dialogue website where the reviews are found. Russ, where would that's part of our toolbox this week. Where would we find it? Oh, yeah, it's pretty easy. It's realdialogue.com, and it's R-E-E-L, um, dialogue.com. And if you want to kind of consider maybe doing an event, all you have to do is go up in the upper right-hand corner and it says uh, have a chat, and you can just – Click on that and you'll be able to kind of, and then we'll send an email and we would be able to kind of get back to you as far as if you're looking to do or if you'd like to coordinate an event. Excellent. And look, another part of the toolbox this week is is the book you've written. Right. Fascinating book. A book written with a, like with a narrative, with a parable story at the start to, to see how you could use film. And, and it's, the book's called The Word Becomes Film. Where, where, where could we get that? That's also available at our website, but also it's at Amazon and as well as at Kurong and other bookstores in Australia. That's awesome. It's been great having you, Russ. Thanks for coming along. Love being on The One Thing. This is great. I'm Peter Blanche. Chat soon.